Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the fighting. 
Shave your chest. You can't if you're hairy like I am. Yeah. Cause, but you must be hairy, buddy. But reasonably lift hairy. your shirt, buddy. Buddy. Oh, 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 that is nothing. You will shave, shave it before I go another day. But what are you worried about? Be, you nothing. Got... It just looks looks nicer. To who? To myself as I walk past the mirror. No, I don't know. It just looks nicer. I reckon. <laughs> that was the real reason. Nobody should look past the mirror. Do you not feel if it's too long? And I'm just like, but that, that's, it's, it gets matted. That's what most. That, that's what a man looks like as he gets older. Yeah, but look, uh, you can see. Look how yeah, he's literally giving your chest to skin it. There. Yeah, <laughs> that's weird. Yeah, but look, but you got like that. That's weird. But I got to do it on my back as well. Oh yeah, the back. I can understand why you sort of back out. Yeah, that's. Yeah, but you can't yeah. have like a. Yeah, but then you just look like nah. you look like a rug. I like my, my old man. My, my old man's chest hair makes him look like a, a badger. The badger. We call him the badger. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's got so many nicknames. Slug, the badger. Uh, all different parts of his body. <laughs> Are you saying you've never shaved your chest? Oh, I, well, you're not uh, particularly hairy, though. No. Nah, and you're light. Yeah, yeah but it's, it's kind of wispy. You've got tiny nipples, I've just noticed. Yeah, there's no burger to that at all, is there? It's just absolutely tiny. But the, quite the pronounced. Yeah, quite pronounced. I used to get, people well. used to say that to me at school about, um, you know, your nipples are always erect, what's going on? <laughs> oh, you know, I mean, it's well documented in the fighting cough. I've had nipple issues for my entire life. Why? Have you? Inverted. No, they, they're, they're, they're always erect. Always. Well, that's just, you know. I'm always ready to go. They're busy. And the ladies out there that need servicing... What, with a nipple? <laughs> no, I'm just saying, I'm always ready. Okay. Are, your, uh, are your nipples a stimulant? Do they get stimulated when you're having sex? Not really. No. In what respect? Does well, grab a, older if if a girl plays with them, do you find it like... Uh, My missus doesn't do that. No, mine doesn't. Um, and I'm not bothered. Okay. I don't, but you, obviously. No, I don't. You're don't. into it. I don't have sensitive nipples, really. No, there's just nothing. You like stop doing that. It feels <laughs> just weird. Normal. Rick, show us your nipple. <laughs> See, this, so it's not, there's strong, not much burger to that either. Yeah. You, could, you could shave that bit. Yeah, that of course I, I know I could, but I yeah. don't because I'm not, like, weird. Do you, know what you, <laughs> do you know what you can wear over your nipples? The fighting cop, new fighting cop. Oh, <laughs> snap. <laughs> um, yeah, so we, we work with Daniel Metzen. We mentioned it on the podcast. We work with Daniel Metzen, who's uh, he's an illustrator, and he's produced three excellent illustrations, one of Ali, one of Kane, and one of Dyer looking down on a crumpled Eden Azad. And um, they're, they're lovely. I, I really like them. You can go and buy them now on the fightingcot.co.uk forward slash t shirts. You've got about 12 days to get them. Uh, they're limited run. They will be available later at some point later in the year. But if you want hold of these or you're curious, go and have a look. And um, you're supporting the fighting cop by doing it. Uh, you can buy yourself a, a t shirt that's, that almost no one in the world has. Number one. Didn't realise we were recording all of that. Did you not? No. <laughs> <laughs> Why would I say Rick show us your nipple? I don't, I don't know. I just thought we were just like lads, just having a chat. Number two, that Harry Kane t-shirt. Do you like it? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy like ten and just wear them every single day. Just in. Is that, is that your favourite? Harry Kane one's not, not my, uh, my favourite. Because I resonate with it so much. Oh, I know. It just... Oh man, it is just so good. So, and every time you look in the mirror, whether or not you look good yourself, you look at that and you feel like I'm a fucking million dollars. Million dollars. Are they baby. all white? 
Yeah, uh, white, white, okay. uh, because the, the see, white isn't the best for the for the you know the, the bigger guys, the width challenged chaps. You, yeah, but you, but for those who aren't, you know, don't worry about the way other people see them, and they're more concerned about um, you know being happy. Yeah. Then uh, you know white's not a problem. The thing is, with the way the the, the 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 things were produced, it was important that the shirt was white. Fair enough. Um, yeah, lo- lovely things. You know, on, on Wednesday, I've got to do, on Soccer AM's uh, YouTube channel, <laughs> I've got to, uh, for, for Ball Street, because the, the part of the reason, the, the way you build a subscriber base uh, on YouTube is to do, one of the ways is to do collaborations. Yeah. And um, we kind of get on quite well with Soccer AM. And, and uh, so, you know Smithy? Yeah. He's been on the podcast yeah, a few years back, actually. Um, me and him have got to recreate Magic Spurs goals. Oh, Jesus. And James from from Bullshit, he decided to he decided to to pick three goals that I should recreate. Yeah. Me, uh, one of them's the Harry Kane goal against Arsenal. Fuck's <laughs> sake! <laughs> That's gonna one, be a long day. Because these are three I think you might be able to do. The other one, Deli Ali. Deli Ali against slightly pa- easier. Against that Palace. is a bit easier. Yeah, slightly easier. Because you're not actually lifting it over a physical defender. You no. just have to lift it up and yeah. then turn and volley it. So yeah. I've got someone throw the ball at me. I've, what have I got to do? Take it chest, chest, chest knee. Flick it over your head. With a up. knee, though. Does he flick it with his foot? No, it's not with his knee. With his foot. So you've got to chest it, flick it over your head, spin around and volley it. Yeah, that's all right. You can do that. That's fine. It's, it's easier than Harry Kane. Whether you get it on target yeah. or not, yeah. <laughs> it's different. Just got, you'll be able to execute the actual uh, There's one other as well. I can't remember what it was. Quinsman's um, well, that, that's not I could do that <laughs> no you couldn't I could because so close to the goal I, I reckon I could do that but Frederick Canute a 35 yard thunder yeah, yeah. That, that was on there that was on there and I was like I'm not sure I could kick it that far <laughs> that was the first goal I'd ever seen on a mobile like on video on my mobile one of those like BT flip phones that had like a little butterfly that would uh, little animation oh, yeah, thing. it was the yeah. first thing you should do it frame by frame I thought it was like the most amazing technology that, I'd ever Seen. That was a time when we had there was a massive period. I'd say about ten years where, where we were pretty rubbish, like mediocre mid-table team. But we'd have magic. So it's all teams do, but moments of absolute magic. That Canute goal against mm. Everton was insane. Yeah, we were excited about when we signed Canute. Yeah. I remember being yeah. buzzing yeah. about that. I, I was a little bit disappointed. He became signed from West Ham, didn't we? I was yeah. even yeah. then. I was just like, we need to be aiming bigger. But, um, really? He yeah, was actually a lot better. Never, Have you ever been happy, buddy? No. I'm, 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 ha- I'm happy now. I'm really happy today with Tottenham. How we are today? Very okay. happy. Well, we're coming to that. <laughs> what, what other goals of, the, of that era when the, the, we were rubbish, but the, the spring to mind? I think when I think when we beat we beat we beat Arsenal five one. We're kind of starting to turn then into something better. A uh, uh, li- little bit before that, there was um, a, a goal that I always look on fondly. He said. I think it's that uh, Stephen Carr goal against uh, United. No, against United. Yeah, the screamer. Yeah, that screamer. It just, you know when you, when you hit a ball and it's just continually rising and it's, that, it looks like it's never going to fucking come down. I uh, said so Ruddock scored a free kick uh, like that, and uh, Pavlichenko strike against Shakhtar Donetsk. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Uh, Sheringham's chip against Coventry yeah. is just—I've oh, yeah. never. So, I still, it still gives me hairs. The hairs on the back of my neck stand up. There was one. Uh, there was a Sheringham goal as well, which is my favourite. I remember at the time thinking that was absolute class, and it kind of just demonstrated. It personified his class and the, and, and, and his technique more sort of point uh, against Newcastle. The first goal when he was through 
on keeper and using the outside of the boot, outside of the boot. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was just so nonchalant. Isn't yeah. It? yeah, it's Lovely. funny though because Klinsman did an interview the other week. That I read, I can't remember where I read it, but he said his favorite, his favorite Teddy Sheridan goal was when I, I think it was against Coventry again, where he headed it from like on the edge of the box and yep. to loop it over uh, someone. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, said yeah, that's yeah, the be- yeah, one of the yeah. best goals he's ever seen. Yeah, um, we didn't score great goals against Burnley, but we. We, we did enough I would like to say I thought Dyer's goal was spectacular because it was so easy to fuck that up because he had the whole goal full of people mm. and he had the stress of having to control it and the way he just controlled it and then just passed it into the back of the net I thought that was quietly beautiful I yeah it was oh. such a good goal uh, yeah like, like Barley's going to say like, nine times out of ten when that ball drops you fucking just larrap yeah. it and there was a lot of there was the keeper there there was a, a lot of people on the line mm-hmm. and one of the things that are like a footballer when when you take that time that that split second to think about what you're going to do and you wait for it to drop and then he just like like passed it into into the net and I was just like it was it was a great a great great finish and you saw the reaction of Spurs Spurs fans because I think it was starting to get a little bit tense nil nil mm-hmm. half time and that's got that that there was that meant a lot that goal and also as well I mean uh, Son's goal. Um, when the ball came out to Ali and he he, he whipped it in really quickly, straight straight across the straight across the box as it's going out to, towards the corner, and he knew someone was going to get on the end. You know, they're, they're not easy. They're, that's not an easy goal. Like I mean, uh, like putting it across and then getting on the end of it as well. I, I thought they were both great goals. And the really nice bit about um, Sun's goal was Ericsson, He won a fifty-fifty. Which was amazing in yes, itself. He did. Won that 50 50, spun away from it, ref said carry on, and then it was his pass out to Ali, which sent Ali away. And that was very um, Luka Modric style. Yeah. It, mm. it, it did remind me, even the way his body moved and everything. It summed up Christian Eriksen's uh, performance at the moment mm. in terms of. Uh, you know, it was a couple of weeks ago that I said on the pod that he'd won. A, he won a couple of like fifty-fifty headers or second ball headers. You know, after it's bounced once and or someone's won a challenge uh, originally, and, he, and he's still going in and, and and challenging for those balls. And the fact that he took it off, you know, look, Joe. We know the limitations of Joey Barton, but you know, one thing that you can't you know put against him is the fact that he doesn't. You know, that he's not a trier at least. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, but uh, Ericsson still kind of out fought him to win to win that ball in the middle of the park and. And a, a great boy, over, and and for Ali to do it first time across like that. I mean, got a little bit of luck going through. Was it Ben Mee's legs? Yeah, but yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it was it was just great. But as Flav was right, it was starting to get a little bit antsy, wasn't it? By the time Dyer put it in, and it, he could have easily just lashed at it. I mean, looking at this, first win at Turf Moor since 1976. I didn't know that beforehand. Yeah, but we played how many games against five Burnley? games or something? Yeah, yeah. so. But, but first winning five. But still, I mean, like going up there and winning. I mean, I know, I know. Has anyone got a result? There? Did Chelsea get results? Was it? They've no, lost twice at home this season. Yeah, that's it. They've got the sixth best home record in the league. It's a, it's a really really tough place to go, and, and it's like kind of old school uh, stadium up there. Fans fans really close to the pitch, and like Burnley are vocal and stuff like that. And before the game, and I know like they that you know they keep their shape and. Uh, Sean Deitch has got them well, well fucking drilled and that. Um, so I thought kind of, I thought it would be a very, very close game. Um, and I thought in the second, I thought it was going to be a game of patience anyway, because I thought they, they may flag a bit and then this would be our time to kind of pounce. But um, I thought overall it was like, 
I don't know. As a Spurs we, fan, there's that thing of like, oh, maybe it's going to be a draw. Mm. Well, like last and, week, and accepting it. Last week we said on the podcast, uh, I think T said it was a draw, which I didn't. I, I was going up there and saying, you know, what I take a draw. It'd be a bit of a shame, and if we win, it'd be great. But as it turned out, it was quite unproblematic. And Bardi and I both said two 0 as well. So it was, it was, it was refreshing that. Yeah, it was thoroughly professional. We could have easily have fucked up, especially when the, I'm sure at half time they would have known what the score was at Chelsea, and it would have been easy for them to um, to kind of take their eye off it and draw or even possibly lose the game. But they didn't. They went out in the second half, and despite having to make um, changes to the central centre midfield area, got the two 0 win. It was refreshing, but did you not find that it was also quite it, it was unsurprising that we then went on and did what we did in the second half and when Dyer scored I was like you know I was animated but I was also like yeah. I, I saw that coming you know well, because it seems to be this kind of new age I tweeted at the time but this is that that result going to a place like that where not the best team in the league but someone who has done very well at home who was doing well in that moment at that in that particular ground in a situation like you say they would have known the result at half time where it would have been very easy to go and bottle it in, an, in inverted commas or, <clears throat> or, or, or go out and it'd be a frustrating nil-nil where we're, where we're knocking on the door all day but, but we didn't and as soon as that first goal went in I mean the game opened up ridiculously yeah I mean yeah. I say refreshing because we won like only four away games this year oh, see, so okay, at yeah. home it's a different thing but away from home that I found it definitely refreshing because there's been situations like with Sunderland away where we just you, mm-hmm. know, you saw where the game was going and it yeah. could have happened again this weekend best defence in the league 13 clean sheets. It is ridiculous. And, and, and the fact is, we are exciting going forward as well. Yeah. And it's... it's a, I, I, So Pochettino has done amazing things on the pitch and, and uh, it's just an incredible time, again, to be Spurs. I think I can't remember who said it, but to, to think that we're in second in the league. You know, this is not the Tottenham we understand. This is the Tottenham we heard about of old. Mm. And we're second in the league for the second time in two seasons... When no one, people expected Spurs to be decent, but to be, again, be the only challengers, realistically, of a very competent, if not borderline brilliant, Chelsea team. Expensive Chelsea team as well. Yeah. Um, it's just special. It's just a great time. But um, there's, one, there's one thing I wanted to say about the way Pochettino has been given these interviews recently. One of the things on, on Lamella, he was saying, look, it's just kind of almost like he sensed what was it, it, either he sensed what was the fan base was talking about in terms of Lamella or he's just a decent bloke and saying look forget Lamella as a footballer at the moment we need to you know we support him as a human being and given all the rumours that were coming out about him you know he's, he, he's kind of feigning injury or the injury doesn't exist and then it turns out the facts are the injury did exist it took a while to diagnose it and he needed an operation um but the way he talks about Lamella, about you know, this is time it's tough for him and he's treating him as a human being. There was what? Sorry, I was just thinking that you know when you're like a kid and you're pretending to be sick and it starts escalating. Like you're first you're at home, then your mum takes you to the doctors. Like right. if, if Lamella was. Buddy, let, let me stop. Let me stop you here. 
No, that hasn't happened to us pre. I can, I can <laughs> tell you what I Go on, tell us the time when you feigned your dream you end up going to the you've doctors. Never, but you've never, you've never... Tell us the time. I, there wasn't a time in general, but you've never been like, you felt like sick whereas you're a little kid. You didn't want to go to school. Oh, I've got a stomach ache. Yeah, I remember that. And then you keep pushing and pushing. Your mum ends up taking you to the doctor. Did that happen to you? Uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Same with the doctor. Well, you go to the doctor. Oh, I've got this. i got a bit of that. <laughs> so you're the, sitting in the Actually, doctor and you're lying. I'm lying. <laughs> Yeah. You know when you're in a lie and you're so far in. Maybe Lamella got so far into this lie that he, not he, ended, an up, he ended up having something yeah. as he's on the table. On nothing, yeah. They're going count to ten, and as he's got to eight, he's like, I need to back out, but it's too late. Yeah. <laughs> he's just sitting there as he's landing again and going too far. I, do you know what? Now you say that, I, I remember doing that. I remember we telling a doctor that it burnt when I pissed oh, when, my, when my mum was there. Yeah. What? Because I said I had a cold and I couldn't go to this this school trip thing that was going to France. And I remember being sat there going, oh, you know, my throat hurts, I've got really bad stuff, I feel sick all the time, and it, and it burns when I pee. And the doctor was like, well... It's quite a lot of weird symptoms well, to be my, associated to you. I remember the doctor saying, look, the throat and the stomach thing, that could just be, but I'm really concerned about that burn when I pee. You're going to have to come in the next five days with urine pots. Yeah. And I had to piss in a pot for five days for no reason. <laughs> wasted NHS yeah. money. Yeah. How old are you? It's a good point, buddy. And why did you not want to oh, go I'd have been about 12, 13... Because I never like people even then, mate. You had chlamydia at 12. <laughs> um, one of the times I lied when I shouldn't and I got myself into hot water, kind of hot water, is uh, when I lost my virginity. <laughs> I think you've told this to me before. Go Am on. I? And I, I just so. said that I'd... I'd uh, yeah, have you said with anyone for? Yeah. Of course. Of course. Of course. How many? Two. <laughs> Two women. Not girls, women. Um... And obviously I hadn't, and uh, went in there, bust my nut very quickly, uh, and then she was like, oh, "Quite quick, I oh, will go again." <laughs> yeah. uh, Did any of you last longer than like thirty seconds the first time? I'd say about, no. about yeah, two, two minutes. I'd say. Yeah, mine, mine wasn't even that. Yeah, wasn't it was it? pathetic. Yeah. Yeah. I apologised. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That doesn't surprise me about you <laughs> at all. Uh, sorry for that. <laughs> sorry for blowing my beans up. <laughs> I, that was that was how I thought sex went for the first time. You know, get in, try your best, apologise, and, and then go again. <laughs> You're still apologising now for sex, <laughs> yeah? Well, not now. I've made a child. I've done. You know, yeah, it works. That isn't the aim, mostly. But you're right; it does work. <laughs> Where were we? I'm waiting for Buddy to explain his first time. I oh, know it wasn't nothing. It was it was more awkward than like sexual or anything it was just like where'd you put it no it was just it's uncomfortable isn't it you're kind of like trying to get your rhythm right and it it wasn't it wasn't anything to write home about but I have this memory of um, of her walking away from my house and I watched her out the window she had like a a funny walk (laughs) (laughs) you were like yeah that's me I was just like I did that (laughs) not really I remember her walking away (laughs) Little did you know she had tuna and stuck in her shoe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tuna come off her shoe. Little did you know she had one leg two inches shorter than the other. <laughs> yeah, one of them special shoes. <laughs> but I was um, going back to Pochettino. Oh yeah, okay. That we um, I wrote a blog today, and you know we we always we often think about the team and how it relates to us and our generation. But I. I don't know whether I'm just in a really good place right now with Tottenham, but I do honestly believe that this is the Tottenham team of our generation. And Redknapp said in 2010 that we've never had it so good and all that bullshit, but he was wrong. This is the best that we've had it. Well, he's right at the time. Uh, I, I, don't know if he, I don't know if it was ever as good as 
it for maybe it was good for a short period of time, but Redknapp, as you saw, was never able to sustain it over a season. Pochettino's now nearly two years into this. You always felt with the Redknapp thing that there was a bubble that could be burst, and it could be a very small thing that burst that bubble. That's how I always felt about it. I'm going to enjoy this now while I can because it is not going to last. Whereas this feels like it could last as long as Pochettino's here. I mean, we had a discussion. Sorry, go on. Well, one of, the, one of the things that he said, one of the things that I've really kind of, and I, I love Pochettino as much as I thought I could, but the last week or so, the stuff he's coming out where he's like, he had to address the Barcelona thing. And we were, everyone, there's no, there wasn't a Spurs, single Spurs fan out there who didn't think, you know, I mean, he would be attracted to that Barcelona, Barcelona job. I don't think he would be. Well, I'm going to go on to that. <laughs> but, but, as I'm saying this, most Spurs fans at that time, you must have thought a little bit that, you know, your head, his head could be swayed. No. Right, okay, but the, the fact is when he came out and still and said, look, I'm an Espanol, I play for Espanol. That's exactly why. Yeah, but he, didn't, he said that after. But no, he said, he said that before oh, as he? well, yeah. But that, just the fact that he came out and said, you know, I'm, I would never manage Barcelona. Barcelona's got to be probably the, maybe Barcelona, Real Madrid, the two big jobs in Europe oh, that, yeah. that, that, that most managers wouldn't turn down. But he has the moral fibre because of his association with Espanol to say, I couldn't, play, I couldn't manage Barcelona because of that. And I can't manage Arsenal because of Spurs. That was just... I know it's an easy thing for him to say, but that's exactly the kind of thing I want mm-hmm. my managers and players to be saying. Oh, yeah, definitely. Which is great, because that only just leaves PSG, possibly, this summer, that need a manager. So Yeah, he played for PSG. Yeah. I think it's the... I think who we genuinely have to worry about. Yeah. But, but he wouldn't have... He made the sentiment... Maybe you're right. He made the, to me, it was a sentiment saying, I'm, I'm here for the long run. Yeah, I think yeah. he loves the poetry of... Us going into that new stadium and him being the one that managed him. I was just about to say that maybe the old kind of romanticism in me of being at a club and then noticeably turning it around and instilling instilling the philosophy, the way we play and everything and then going into this new stadium, you know... He could be written into like our history books here and it's like that statue outside and... <clears throat> And, they, and that type of thing, and like like you were just saying, there, there's some kind of quote I can't remember what it is, but, but like he was saying that for Espanol, he was born with a, a bull on his arm or a bull in his heart or something to do with Espanol, and that's mm, yeah. why he he understood about the Barcelona Espanol derby and why he could never manage Barcelona. And again, you put it on the flip side about never managing Arsenal, and mm, he again, worded it brilliantly, yeah. It, it he could just, have said, it's those things I was born that... with a cock. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was born with a cock. How could I ever manage them cunts? <laughs> it, I mean, yeah. It's, Check it's... any Arsenal fan, anyone. They're smooth down there. <laughs> like action, man. Every single one of them is smooth. <laughs> Never conceived a child. Not one Arsenal fan has ever, ever had a child. Because they're smooth down there. Do you know what's you know what also quite nice? What I quite like about it is that, fuck's um, sake, is that. The media in inverted commas don't don't get that. Like I was watching um I was watching a, a program where there was some journalists discussing the fact that Pochettino had said that and you could and none of them believed him. They all kind of laughed it off as if oh well he's gonna say that, isn't he? Uh, and I think there's a there's a part of, of modern football now where everyone goes, you know, like everyone's got their price, or if that particular job becomes available then then they'll go. You know, it's just inevitable. But he is in a unique situation. You said and you said, Rick, about, you know, there's an opportunity to write himself into 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 Tottenham history I think on the flip side and, and the opportunity that he's got in terms of the club that he's at at the moment the type of players he's got at the moment the type of team that he's got at the moment age and all the rest of it 
he's in a very unique position to be able to do something special, which doesn't come along very often. And you looking at it objectively as your career and how you want your career to progress and what you want your CV to look like, Tottenham is one of the perfect places to be at at the minute. Mm. Uh, Wanyama and Winks unfortunately came off injured. Apparently Wanyama's injury isn't as bad as it could have potentially been. Winks looks like he's not going to play again this season, which is, for me, for someone who's been completely, who, who was kind of, Indifferent to to Winx's effect on the team to now being full on the the Winx, Winx bus. the Winx hoe train. I was going to say, oh. I don't know why. Um, yeah, like, I, I've been. I just love the way he plays and the enthusiasm. We, we've gone in previous podcasts and we talked about all of our uh, enthusiasm for for Winks, and it was a shame because it's a weird injury. You don't really see that his ankle did bend badly, similar to Kane's, but sort of different circumstances. And it's a shame that Pochettino came out and said, you know, the scan's been done, we need another scan, but it, it would be it it'd be unlikely that he plays again this season. And he, he would have been very important, his energy in the run-in, because he hasn't played a great deal of football this season. Mm. And he's, he's a big loss because he's um, Pochettino's kind of go-to man when he wants to see out a game. When it's last 10, 15 minutes, when he wants to close it out, Winks is the guy that normally comes on to see us through. Yeah. So it's a huge loss. So do, what, what happens in, in, in the next game against Swansea when... Um, he has to. I mean, do you, what would you do as managers? Would you would you play a back back four and two in the in in, in that midfield, or would you, the, would you play a four three two one, or or would you put Dyer, maybe Wimmer, uh, sorry, uh, Wimmer, Adeverald, and Toby? Yeah, uh, yeah, and you mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, yeah, yeah. yeah I sorry. think the fact that the two Who's out of the three, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> two out of error. <laughs> We're gonna play two out of error. That would be good. Um, what gives me a bit more confidence about it? Of Dyer, I would move Dyer in, just into midfield and, and keep with three. Is the fact that it's Toby and, and Vertonghen are fit. If it was one of them that is missing, I would then have a few more misgivings about a, a Vimmer or, a, or even a Carter Vickers, for example, coming into that. Yeah. The fact that those are the two fit ones. I'm happier with Vimmer going in and playing alongside those two or Carter Vickers playing along those two. Because I think Dyer plays better in midfield anyway from when he's played there. But uh, Wimmer's left-footed, so that would mean either Wimmer or Vertonghen moving centrally. And then yeah, the look, I get the limitations, I do. Yeah. But I, what I mean uh, is I'm more confident the fact that it's those two alongside yeah. whoever yeah. it's going yeah. to be. Yeah. I, it would be, for me, my choice would be in, if the right side of that back three wasn't so important, then I'd, I would... I'd probably put out of error in that midfield so he, that he can drop into the defensive midfielder when he needs to because he's done that before. But uh, I think it'd be Vertonghen for me in, in that middle of the three. Yeah, well, I think he'll just go to a back four. He'll play Vertonghen. But we, have, we've, we've done, we haven't played that well. I don't think he trusts um, Bimmer and I don't think he's got the trust yet in Carter Vickers to come in. And I think he'd rather play a strong, strong back four than a kind of dodgy back three. Even if Lorente... I mean, I mean, they're not going to be able to tell because Lorente, they said, was a minor knock, and he's it, it's arguable that he's going to be back anyway for Wednesday anyway. But if if he was, if that somehow they're able to know that that Lorente isn't going to make that, I, I'd be I'd be all right with a Vimmer. So, so Dyer is has played almost all of this season. He didn't play at the beginning, and then and, and has moved into that back three. And Dyer's he's played well. I thought I think mm-hmm. out of the three centre backs, he's the lesser, mm-hmm. but. He, 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 it's got to be said that we're the, we have the best defense in the in the league, yep. and he's been become a major part of that. But his best position is a defensive midfielder, mm-hmm. and um, you know this will be an opportunity for him to be influential from that position. 
It would depend on what's the situation with Vanyama. I think Ben Pierce tweeted afterwards that Vanyama came through the mix zone and asked him how he was okay, and he put his thumbs up. So it's something relatively minor, but he might not. I think Apparently, Pochettino he said. Today. That, yeah, I think Pochettino said he, you know, it's probably he'll probably make the squad, but he might not start, for example. So Dyer and, and Dembele in, in that middle is, is is something that I can deal with against we, a Lorente or Swansea. Swansea. I watched Swansea at the weekend, and they weren't. I, I don't want to tempt fate at all, but against Borough, who I, I've got massive admiration for Borough. I don't know resolute, why. aren't they? Yeah, they're not just resolute. They're, they're actually quality in defence. They're, they're, they're given the fact they're second from bottom, and that's because they can't score goals. But they're they're actually the more organised, much more organised than Man City and Arsenal. Uh, and I watched that game as well, and it was kind of. I think the Swansea had opportunities, and and, and were fortunate. Uh, Borough were fortunate not to concede, but. By and large, they did enough to, to, to nullify Swansea. I would hope, based on those performances, that we would get an opportunity and score, especially with Ali around uh, Son or, or, or Janssen, we should talk about quickly. Yeah, what, what I would say about that is over Borough... Um, what's his name? Steve Agnew, the guy that's in temporary charge. Yeah, yeah. He, he started a far more attacking lineup than, than they've done previously. I think if they tried to... If they try and... You know, and he said that that's the way I want to go. If we're going to go out, I want to go out swinging. Is essentially yeah. what he said. If if they do the type of performance that they put in against Swansea against us, um, or Swansea put in that type of performance, uh, it, we'll, we'll just pick them apart. It's it's not. Hopefully, Swansea are porous. I think defensively they're weak. They Defen- put, they are. They're one hundred percent defensively really weak. weak. Their 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 main line of attack is crossing it in for Lorente. If he's not fit, they won't have much. I'm not too concerned. I think this is a a decent away game to have considering the injuries we've got. Yeah, I mean, look, you can't count anything out in the Premier League and you can lose any game at any yeah, time. of course. Um, but if, if you I had, had to, to pick, pick somewhere to go, exactly. yeah, I'd yeah. pick to go there. Completely agree. Um, obviously, Chelsea lost uh, to Palace. Are you guys <laughs> are you guys starting to, to believe? And just to let, let me kind of add get something else to put in your brains to, to allow that to ruminate slightly. Uh, the BBC said that in two of the last five years at this stage a seven point gap has been overcome what do you what like will we win the league is what you're saying what are we going to win the league yeah Yeah. I I said it months ago well I mean uh, league cup double yeah double double imagine if we win win the league I was trying to explain to Rianne about about because she was like you're not going to do it You, you can't turn that seven points around yeah, I know. Yeah, um, she knew it was the same point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Well, no, it wasn't pan? that. It was the fact that she oh. said we did didn't do it. Did you raise your but... pimp hand? My what? <laughs> your pimp hand. Pimp hand. Oh right. Did uh, you raise a pimp hand? No, because I'm I'm not about that. But I'm not even when they cuss off Spurs like that. Uh, I think she was trying to be positive in her own way, but I, don't, uh, I think she was trying to save you because she understands. She's yeah, maybe. Seeing you react to Spurs. Yeah, when I said we'll win it at Newcastle, oh, for or, six or months just watching <laughs> a single ninety minutes of football when we played Man City, where you was like, it looked like a man possessed, yeah. someone who hates watching football. People won't know. You have to retweet that if people haven't seen that thirty-second clip. But yeah, um, I, I was trying to explain to you about what that this could happen because with Chelsea's running, so, say they lose to City in the week. It's just at a time. Usually with Tottenham, it's something where we're expected to do something and then fuck it up. Yeah, we're not expected to do this, which keeps saying to my gut, we, we might do this. I I I don't think City are good enough to beat Chelsea away, and I think 
But you know. didn't think Palace. You wouldn't have said that about Palace. Yeah, but Palace at least have organised. City aren't. The City defensively, are, they're a mess. It for me, it's, it's the hope that kills you. Yeah. And for throughout my entire life of supporting Tottenham, do you know what I didn't? <laughs> I genuinely didn't think I would ever see Tottenham in a title race. Mm. Um, and last season, we were in a title race. And it was the most exciting kind of time of supporting Tottenham, of no, mm. not knowing, not knowing. Uh, and then, like, results would go your way, then they wouldn't. And then it's that, oh, man, but just imagine if they'd done it, or if we don't, and it, and it yeah. goes on and on. We're in the semi-final of the FA Cup this time. Yeah. And we're challenging for the league. There is, you know, there's, yeah, 99.9%, it's not going to happen, but there's that percent in the back of my mind. Imagine. Yeah. Imagine if we did do the double. <laughs> but you think, but you think Imagine. About it. And the thing is, out of all the runs of possibility, Close the and, and what Bardi was saying yeah, about, yeah, yeah. yeah I, don't, I don't foresee City going to Chelsea and, and winning. And no, I didn't see that either. But fucking weird things happen. Chelsea go to Bournemouth yep. The, yeah. the, the week after or whenever the stats say shit, that... shit can happen man. Yeah. shit can go great, down great. and imagine <laughs> imagine we <laughs> but just imagine I should... imagine with your mates and think about it up. in your own circles the watch great... it with your fa- coming into those two la- that last home game or that or Holloway or wherever on the last game of going in and being able to experience that with your family with your friends with people that you've been going and watch something with for, for 20 years or whatever it might be right. if you can't get excited about that I mean I saw people on Twitter afterwards going I'm not even going to bother getting excited because this is you know, it's not going to happen fuck me this, if you can't get excited about being in a FA Cup semi-final and, and in a title race seven points or not we're in a title race well, you fucking give up man the great, the great thing about it is that if it doesn't happen it doesn't really matter like, yeah. it, it matters yeah. obviously but we don't ex- really expect yeah. it we just, no. we're just hoping it's all mm-hmm. bonus it's all a bonus thing seven points awesome. clear at this point I'd be, I, I wouldn't be enjoying it if we no. were seven points clear now yeah. imagine that that's worse <laughs> yeah. it's, it's worse with Chelsea it would be a lot harder <laughs> and, it, and it, for different reasons you said don't blow it Tottenham and don't blow it and you'd be thinking about all of the times in the past Essentially, every Pochettino season that he's ever had in the last month, he's struggled. You'd be worried, but at this stage, you're just thinking more or less, more or less, we're above Arsenal. We're going to finish above Arsenal. That would be enough. No, no, more or less, more or less. If it doesn't happen again, we can deal with it because we we're built for we this shit, right? But I, I just I just remember like last season, there was a time I don't I don't know what happened with Leicester, and we must have won, and and Harry Kane Stoke. Uh, Instagram the picture of like lions on the prowl, and like my missus looked at me because my legs were were like straight in front of me, all tense. And she's like, "You're right." And I was like, "I've just come in my pants." (laughs) (laughs) She was like, "Why?" And I showed her this picture of the lions, and she's like, "Mate, you're fucking fucked up." (laughs) And I just explained to her, and it's one of the. I feel like I mean one of those (laughs) kind of moments. You're you're into lions. (laughs) You have to explain her that you come in your pants. I've got a feeling (laughs) that you didn't have to explain that. And it's just one of those moments that you just get as a football fan, well, as a Spurs fan, I I am wrapped up in it. And although I try and let myself, just like you were saying, just don't enjoy it because you know how it's going to turn out. And yeah, we all know how it's going to turn out. But it's that little bit of me, that little bit on my shoulder saying, just, just, just... Just yeah. enjoy it. Just enjoy it. Exactly. Just go and have it. That's not wrong with that. The, the, the disappointment of not winning the league from this position, it's not. there's not much to deal with. We've dealt with a lot worse. Yeah, exactly. And fuck that. All the things that have happened, no matter what happens now, nothing can be worse than getting knocked out of the Champions League by, by Chelsea after they've gone and beat the best team in the in the 
world. I think Arsenal finishing finishing above Spurs. But what I mean, but yeah, Arsenal finishing above Spurs, Lasagna Gate. What more? What more can we have? There's probably more out there. Exactly. But if we if we can deal with all that, we can deal with any of it. So who gives a fuck if we don't make it now? We can deal with it all. Absolutely, Barry. You've said nothing. Do you feel just what? It, I'm waiting. I'll wait and see. Uh, at Ten o'clock Wednesday. I'm excited. Of course, I'm excited. But it, no, 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 if no. we're if we're four Barty, points, do you believe we can do of it? Of course we can do it. Of course we can. And, and what do you feel when you? But say I that? would rather have the seven point lead than, oh, than fuck be chasing. That. that would be I would horrible. Have, oh, come on. Man, I would rather be seven man. points in front. That, yeah, it's not, not the way we do things. I, I know we do not. things in the most That's difficult right. way. Fashion. And one day, one day, buddy, all of us, everyone who's listened to this podcast, and everyone, every Spurs fan out there who doesn't listen listen to it, we'll get what we want. Yeah. And next <laughs> season, next season, episode one, we won the league. Good, goodbye. Yeah, goodbye. Yeah. goodbye. Have a great Fade night. Out. Have a great it was night. all a dream. <laughs> <laughs> but the chase, the chase is the best bit. When Ericsson scored that goal yeah. against City last year. I remember having that feeling that I'd never had before. Thinking, I mean, you, I mean, it's documented how I was sure. I, I genuinely felt that we would that we were going to go and win it. But, you think but after that, the- that goal went in, that feeling of fuck, we are going to do it was. It was almost I could. It was like physical. I could I could feel that energy. Do so you know? Do you know when you like in playground, right? When when you you slapped your mate, you slapped him around the face, and then you start running, <laughs> and he starts running after you. Yeah. You can always outrun him. Because you've got more to lose than he has. Yeah. <laughs> it's better, better emotionally to be in the position we're in where we're chasing them because no one expects Tottenham to win the league. And if we did it, imagine the newspapers, imagine the stories. Tottenham overturned a great Chelsea team who spent fuckloads on them. Just, it, it could be amazing. And, and if it doesn't, then we could finish above Arsenal. And if, if we don't, then, then fuck that shit. Yeah, nah, John fuck. Terry's career ends at Chelsea, losing the, losing the league on the final day. And Arsene Wenger's career ends at Arsenal by us winning the league. And the okay. Uh, we, we have, we have uh, Watford. Anything to say about Watford? Uh, <laughs> if, if Swansea are dodgy at about Watford or even dodgier. They've, um, they have signed a player which I really like, Niang, who's mm. I thought was going to be something special. Milan bod. Yeah, the Milan guy. Yeah, he's, he's, he's naughty has, as well, yeah, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. He still has moments where he's just fucking tall. He destroyed quick. Arsenal. He destroyed Arsenal he, at the Emirates. But then he's gone a bit quiet since then. That's but fine. He, he's, uh, he's, he, he's got potential. He, things went wrong for him a little bit in Milan, but he's got potential. But the rest of that Watford team, I don't know what they're. I don't know what. The someone someone tweeted that the Watford team's like the start of the Mar- some of the older folk who listen to the podcast. It was the start of the Master League in Pro Evolution yeah. Soccer. Just complete random bots. Yeah. Mm. You, do you know? I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. It, there, I, don't know, I don't know what I'm talking about. I thought, <laughs> I thought, Pro I thought there was going to be a science behind what Watford are doing, but um, it's turned. It's not. There's nothing really going on there. He likes to tackle, doesn't he? Yang is a bit naughty. Not really. You know what? I thought I'd rather he likes to tackle. Oh, I'd like yeah, him. You're thinking of en- Encante. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't know who he is. Okay. Who worked? Where do you work again? Encadusa. <laughs> Mate, honestly, in the office upstairs, they're like, how the fuck have you got a job yeah, here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I sit there looking at and I was like, I, I couldn't name you. I, we, we did a challenge. Can you name 10 players in the championship? Yeah, I saw that I could do like a piece of piss. Go on then. Well, just name the Bristol City team. It's just, you know. Oh, because you, you yeah. know them. It's cheating, though. Flynn. Yeah. No, that's cheating. Can you? <laughs> name the, the ten, t- uh, 12... Uh, oh, 10, ten, 12, ten, play- oh, wait, wait, ten play- championship ten players. Ten players in the championship. I'm not doing it now. I'll no, do we've it. done well, this well, before. Well, I've done this before. I've done it on here. 
Yeah, yeah right, we right, did. Sorry, yeah. I get confused with all the podcasts. All right, uh, let's have in the first half of the Fighting Cock podcast. Uh, now we have Windy. Yeah. Windy, back to drop the fucking knowledge, blood. I see you, I got your back. Windy, windy, windy. Yeah, windy, windy. Windy, windy, windy. Hi, this is Windy, back with a weekly youth update, looking at our young players and players out on loan. Right, I'm going to level with you. I've been watching the Walking Dead finale, completely forgot to do the youth update, knowing that the pod is being turned around super quick this week ahead of the Swansea game. So, I'm in a bit of a bind. So what I'm going to do is apologise for the brevity of this update. I'll do an extra long one next week. I'll answer any questions. So, at me, at WindyCoys on Twitter any questions you've got, and I'll make it up to you. Some lone players played some matches. The youth team won 3-1, Sterling, Duncan, Griffiths, and that'll do you for this week. If you're interested in more young players, probably don't listen to this because it's shit. Thank you very much, Windy. Cheers, Windy. Cheers, Windy. We're back. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Fighting Cock, for the last time, is spent, sponsored by Bet on Brazil. Um, if you bet up to £60, they will match your bet. This is the last week that this will work. If you uh, if you put in TFC sixty, they'll match your bet. Uh, you can have a bet, so that's good. That's um, excellent. Yeah. Well, yeah. if you like betting, it's good. I do like betting. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. Have you had a go on it? No, I haven't yet. You don't like it it's that much. Last, it's my last week. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, the, 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 this is done now. So yeah, TFC sixty. Have a bet. They'll match it. Up to 60 quid. Uh, got a good little discussion here. Because when I read this, I was like, yeah, I can I can understand where the guy who asked it, Meh me, Jamie on Twitter, he says, uh, based on Woolwich's current fame, fan base, was being shit in the 90s a blessing in disguise? And I think what he's getting at is the level of expectation. And a lot of them growing up would have had all of the success. And having it's, it's kind of like a spoiled child. Um, who gets loads of stuff at Christmas and maybe parents divorce or whatever happens and, and mum can't afford to buy all the presents anymore but you, ex- you expect it because that's what you're used to. Um, yeah, go on, buddy. Well, no, I, th- I saw the question a different way. I thought it's a blessing in disguise because in the 90s there wasn't the platform that there is now. So in the 90s when we were upset and it was going pretty shit, it was kind of like in our communities in our kind of printed fanzines that happened and in people that gathered around the pubs. Whereas now, if you've got issues or you've got a voice now, as you can see from Master Fan TV, that they can spread their shit to, like, millions of people. That's why I saw it. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to say the same as Barley. Like, back in the day, like, when you when uh, when it'd go wrong in the 90s, it was, like, the guy at work that would dig you out and then that would be it and there'd be a couple of other, like, mates and stuff like that. And it wasn't so kind of um, easily consumable, like as you see on social media now. Whereas the stuff that's being promoted, and like, you know, Arsenal fans and other people that that are just on like a, a, any, yeah. any anyone on social that you can just get at them. Yeah, I have. A... And it's so magnifying of what you do and what happens, and banners and planes flying over and fights breaking out on like different fan channels and. Things like that. It's um, it's a completely different ball game. But I mean, like going into that, it's you've got people growing up now that during Arsenal's like prime time, 
um, was kind of I, I think it may, it may have been around the birth of like social media and all the, the hype around it so it's kind it's of made like, a million times worse yeah it, it, it is by social media I, I, and I mean um, when you're when you're growing when you're growing up and you're watching your team winning everything and playing really good football and now it's not it's like where where do you go from there like oh, that's all they're used to and and where we've grown up is that's not where what we're used to. So it's kind of like nice to kind of the, foot, the shoes on the other foot. I think I I, I I I pretty I'm pretty sure that he, he he meant that you know the quality and the success that they saw in in the 90s and early 2000s um, kind of created a, a belief in or an expectation in what Arsenal or an entitlement. I think there's people try and pass it off, and you watch and you, and you listen to, to Arsenal fans, or you listen to that type of rhetoric to come from them. You know, we're winners. This is what we're about. We shouldn't be accepting second and stuff. Which, which I think that's fine. If you are really winners, that's fine. But Arsenal had a period of that of that period when you look at it in general. It was a relatively small period of time of when they were dominant like that. If you compare it to. You know, United's... But they were uh, never dominant, yeah. Exactly. And Liverpool, you know, in the 80s and that type of thing. And I think there's a different... And I I think our fan base would be slightly different. I'm not saying that it would be, you know, anything particularly virtuous. But there would be be a difference in terms of, like you say, I think we can laugh at ourselves a bit and we can not take ourselves too seriously and be able to enjoy the elements of football that are not the obvious in terms of trophies and that type of stuff, which is... We can focus on 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 the, the traditions. Yeah. Of what them. annoys me about that is the, is the entitlement that some of these guys have come up where they've seen no different, which, which is fine because if you've seen no different, then why would you expect any different? I get that, but where we would be different is that there's there's comes peaks and, and troughs of it, whereas the majority of the fan, like you say, with social media age have not seen any different, so you can't expect them to say anything different. I don't think. I think um, I think one one hundred percent. If if we'd had. Um, Arsenal's fa- uh, the successes that they, they did experience that we would probably have a similar fan base because that's the nature of things it's the nature the, the advent of social media combined with a kind of a period before that which which suggested that Arsenal were always going to be a dominant force and remember they've never been relegated although they got into the Premier League or the top division in unfair Kind of dubious, dubious, yeah. clandestine activity that, that that meant that they could get into the top division, but they've never been relegated. They've never had to really deal with some of the issues that most clubs have had to. Um, they haven't had like the Spurs did, but twelve points deductions banned from the FA Cup. Um, they've never had to experience ten years of complete mediocrity. They've never had to experience what uh, Leighton Orient are currently going through, or or, or Coventry. Um, they've never been on the brink of bankruptcy as Spurs were when mm-hmm. where we had to sell Gascoigne. All of that stuff makes creates fibre in a human being. And Spurs fans having it uh, in the fabric of their DNA, a uh, an ability to to deal with disappointment. You know, we've talked about on the Fighting Cop many times that we're built to deal with this stuff. Don't worry, it's okay, we'll come back. But don't worry, we'll find solace in something that isn't what's happening on the football pitch and now we have a great opportunity to, to really enjoy what's going on on the football pitch which is the easiest thing to enjoy and, and, and the most exciting thing to enjoy uh, and let's do that 
Um, but with if we'd had all of that stuff and Arsenal were in... And I'm not making excuses for Arsenal because it it's not what I want at Tottenham at all. Mm. But you can... Uh, you can see where it's come and how where it's come from and how it, how it's kind of, you know. I mean, yeah, I see what you're saying. I think I think their problem is they've seen twelve years of just not moving. Everybody has gone in, gone forward. The only direction they've gone is backwards. So I can understand why they're pissed off. But they're shouting for change just for change's sake. There's no real kind of reason behind it but backwards winning two FA Cups in the last I don't, I'm not word. saying that I'm I mean, saying they're justified in, in complaining what I think we might be very lucky is and there's different types of people enjoy football in different ways like you and I for example you know, you're very much you know, about winning getting getting those results and then celebrating stuff when we've got it mm-hmm. whereas you know I'm more I've, I've changed over years where I'm more about you know, if, if, I'm, if you're going and having fun with mates I, I, I couldn't really um, care I was going to say care less than that's probably a bit strong but you know yeah. what I mean yeah um, and I think where they are, there it's they've, it's been drummed into them that there's nothing else to enjoy about football or about their club other than you know having how many banners you can have with trophies written alongside it. And, and I, I feel like they miss out. I think they miss out on a huge amount of of what football and, and supporting a club is about. Yeah, I agree. Uh, we've got a section called news and watch well, news news Tottenham news, uh, where we talk through some of the stories that have been happening that we haven't previously discussed on the podcast already. Uh, Spurs extending any decision on playing at Wembley until the end of April. So this was, we, we had a deadline from, I guess, the council or, or Wembley or the FA that at the end of March we had to decide whether or not we were playing in this season. Levy said there's no guarantee that we would be playing. Um, it's been extended to the end of April. Um, I guess an extension is important because Enables enables us to make the right decision for us. What would you like to? Would you like to see another league, uh, another game? Uh, sorry, another season at White Hart Lane, or, or do you want to just get it over and done with? I mean, I think it, it but, depends. Because just, I mean, just, let me add, let, let me add something else. There's no, I don't a, want you to add it. Okay, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to because it make a more interesting answer. Okay. What if next season we're in a good position as as we have been at home this season? Eleven on the bounce if we beat Watford. You know, next season we could potentially win the league again, again. Yeah. So, <laughs> or would you rather just get it out of the way? I mean, the, what it comes down to for me is uh, how how many seasons we play at Wembley. So, I mean, if if we if we kind of hold off now, and then uh, we play play at Wembley, um, and then it it, it comes to the front that actually the stadium's not going to be complete, and we have to play at Wembley again for another season. Mm. Then I wouldn't want that. I'd, I'd obviously plump for playing at White Lane for another season and then going to Wembley, and then it being a season late of the completion of the yeah, new yeah. stadium. But um, I, I, I know from kind of um, these type of huge projects that I've said it on. I've said it previously that. They'll wait right up until 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 the the like literally the last day of whether things are going to be done because you can have parts of your, parts of the project that are so far in front, parts of the project that are so far behind, 
and it's how you can turn it around and how that you can say actually do you know what we'll have that season at Wembley but then after that we will definitely be coming back to either yeah. a complete stadium or we'll we'll work on the, the final quarter of the stadium mm. but yet we'll still be in the new white lane I think my, my gut feeling from it all is that if we stay if we play another season at White Lane, it would enable almost all of the work to be done on the current, what's currently been built. If um, and then all all that would have to be done in the in the eighteen months to us playing at Wembley for a season and then moving into White Lane, the new White Lane would be able to be done. Yeah, it seems that seems to make sense. I think. Um... I'd, I'd quite like to be in there another year. I would, I, I would. If it was up to me, I'd, I'd, I'd have another year straight away because I don't, I don't know whether this, I don't feel it doesn't feel like the last year to me. I don't know whether we've made as big a when I say make as big a deal out of it. I'm not saying that we have, you know, do what West Ham did on the last day, but I just mean, I don't know. It could have been. I think if this ends up being our last year, it could have been. We could have had a bit more of a run up towards these last couple of home games to make it a bit more special. I don't know. Um, I, I think we will go. I think this will be our, our last one. Me too. I, I think for it, when's the deadline extended to the end of April? End of, yeah, I, I think decisions that need to be made on on that on that scale. I think there's probably just a half of it is is more about putting pressure on the people that they need to put pressure on to give them guarantees that this is going to be done by by a certain time. By them saying you know by the fact that we're extending it puts it more into the press and that type of thing. I think that's I think that's more of a, a, a tactic to be honest. Um, I would rather move to Wembley and get the stadium done as soon as possible. If um, if we have to spend, I don't want to spend three years, another two years, whatever it is, waiting for the stadium. I want it done as soon as possible. And if that means moving out of White Hart Lane next season, then I'm not going to get sentimental about it at the moment. It's just we have to get it done. It has to be done eventually, like a like a plaster. Let's just pull it off. This is the last season. And plus, I can't do another year of these fucking ballots either. You don't know. <laughs> yeah, you know whether you're right going to get a ticket or not, and you know. Fuck that, I've had enough. Because <laughs> they've just summed up the two different uh, things in one go, and I love ballots, man. Barley, that's you as an individual, and everyone's yeah. in the same boat. Yeah, I know, everyone, and, and, and truthfully, everybody's fed up with the ballot. Yeah, but you wouldn't be, you wouldn't, you wouldn't say, oh, I don't want to do another year of ballot in if Spurs were going to have a successful season of work. It's not good enough to do with it. What, oh, whether or not part, do you not think that part of it, part of me worries no. that we look at the suddenly we're like a no. fortress no. at home. It's good enough and to then do with it. it's going to be last year. Oh no, I'm not saying it is, but does it not worry you at all? No, we've got a good fucking football team. Oh, come on, we we, it's got, not, we lost it's again. Not, it's we not, lost again. It's not the stadium. We didn't lose. We drew. Oh, it's on, not the no stadium idea. that is winning us those games. It's that football team that's winning those games. It's massive part. That you can't even players themselves say how much of a difference it can make. Because they have to. No, they don't don't have to. I I don't honestly... I mean, of course, I love White Hart Lane and everything else that comes with it, but I would rather let's move into the new stadium as soon as possible. That's fair enough. So that's part of it. Okay, so we had two other uh, uh, news stories, but we've kind of answered them. (laughs) Potch rubbish and rumours about going to Barcelona and Lamella's injury. So we'll move on to the questions. Uh, when's it all going to come crashing down? All the positivity surrounding our results, even with key players injured. Willich capitulating, Chelsea dropping points. The brighter it looks, the more nervous I become. What's it all going to shit? When's it all when's going them? to shit? Um, the last month of the season. That's, well, that's it depends on what you deem yeah. as when's it, what is shit. What's going to be shit, finishing outside the top four? This is from Belgian Beer Boy on Reddit. Yeah, cheers, mate. Uh, I, guess, I guess the point is, is that we've seen it before. Um, and they, they're, we still ha- we're still able to fall apart as we did last season. 
I mean, we'd have to finish fifth for me to think that it's gone to shit now. Would you not worry a little bit though that if if Pochettino's season fell apart again, like it has done in every single one of his previous managerial seasons, mm. that that would leave you to worry somewhat in the future? No, because I've had a fucking brilliant time these last two years. I can I can deal with a month of being shit every once a season. Yeah, I mean, I have. But I mean, sorry. So that means that you have to get well ahead of where you, because every season this is going to happen I'm yeah that's, that's fine I'll enjoy it I can take a month of being shit every year Sorry, that's fine no no I was just going to say um, I'm in that I'm in that top four gang and um, that, that's obviously where, where we want to get to but like falling to shit if, if again we slip to third and Arsenal do us for second <laughs> I don't think I could take it. Yeah, but what are you going to do? We had this conversation. Like, I think we had this conversation with Barley last last year. But what, what are you going to do? Nothing's going to. You're no, not going to. No, nothing's going to change yeah, for no, you, is yeah, it? Yeah, no, nothing will change for me. But it's that that belief of maybe just maybe this time. It's, no, it's not going to happen. If we can't finish above no, them last no. la, in last season, I said season, that last season, mate. Yeah, but that's what I mean. If we can't finish above them last season, and how horrible that was on the last day, I I, I can deal with it. I, I, can, I can deal with it. Whatever. I think we won't see that drop off because the stars have kind of aligned that through injuries and through suspensions, everybody's had a rest. You know, Vatonga and Alderweireld, Rose, all these guys have had like enforced rests where they've been able to take a break from the game. So I don't, I'm not in fear of a burnout like there, this, like last year. There was that stat that I saw um, on Twitter today actually about uh, the fact that Rose Walker, Alderweireld, Vatonga, and Dembele have only played in the same team twice together this season it's mental really isn't it you think about it and we talk about you know um, worries about squad depth and stuff really we've we've had to deal without without that five Lloris as well and Lloris as well yeah Um, for for a long time it's It's not going to go to shit we might not win the league but we're not going to we're not going to capitulate Uh, Georgia USA Spurs he says um, maybe you'll be able to help us out here Barty uh, Poch, uh, Poch says Spurs have always played with a back three because Dyer would drop between the centre backs. Is he for real or is he just mugging off Conte? I mean, it's, it's standard practice for the centre backs to split and a, and a deep line midfielder to drop in and collect the ball. I mean, it's you know he's a, he's not. We played really four mugging. at the back. We played four at the back, but sometimes in possession it would turn yeah. into a three and the wing backs push up. But that's it different from, from a starting philosophy yes. of having three yeah. four three. I mean, there is, since we changed the three four three, we look a lot better. Yeah, but Stoke last year, you and I went to the Stoke at home yeah. game last year. We drew to all, and we I remember us both saying together, "What how how much of a point Dyer was making of, of, of dropping mm-hmm. back into that three yeah. uh, when we had possession." So it is, it is something that they've it, done. It's, it's just not something that has been. It's almost like a, a, a tactic. To develop into what we've now now become. Yeah, part of it as well is that the amount of fanfare that's gone around Conte switching to a back three after the Arsenal game, and it's yeah. a question that Pochettino has then been asked about about back three and how it's come across. And he said, "Well, look, you know, in possession, we we played with a back three. It's no it's no big deal." Maybe it's not been me kind of uh, realizing, and like you're saying, the fanfare that's been created over Conte and and stuff like that. But th- this season, especially, I've com- I've noticed it when when we're attacking. And then sometimes we'll lose a ball, and I'm like, who the fuck is going to pick... Oh, hello, Wenyama. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's, like, filling in down there, or he's filling in at the left, or filling in at the right, and, like, the guy's getting himself about, and, like, only then is that I noticed, or have noticed, 
Um, and then the previous season, I, it wasn't really kind of like I was noticing Dyer filling in for those roles or whoever. The difference this year has been has been Walker and Rose's almost starting position yep. in, in the wing back wing back positions, where where they would almost have to work like that season last season. You know, particularly in that Stoke game, the amount of work that they had to do to get to get back and forth, just to get into the type of mm-hmm. starting positions that they are now, like mm. from from bringing the ball out from the back, they're already beyond the halfway line. Whereas the season before, it would it would be a bit of a slower start, which is why it would get compared to things like the AVB days, where it would take a long time to get out of that kind of middle third into the. Yeah. I mean, we spoke about this on the last extra inch about the back three, and. Just quickly, what it does is we've got three really good uh, centre-backs who are good on the ball and we've got two fantastic full-backs. And by playing three at the back, their starting position is further up the field. So automatically they're further up, they're almost like wingers. And you've got three defenders who are comfortable on the ball. I prefer Dyer at centre-back. And then you've got Wanyama who's an excellent defensive midfielder. So it make, it kind of the formation kind of like belongs to us because it suits us so nicely did you see the average positions of uh, our, our, our starting 11 against West Brom mm. and uh, yeah. Walker and Rose were the furthest forward yeah. so high they, up they were further forward than Harry Kane on average but that's what it gives you that's yeah. what that position gives you, you know? it's, yeah. um, it's a good it's, I, I've always been a fan of three at the back I've been banging on you about have, it for yeah. years because I, I like it it's quite I find it quite sexy because it's Italian <laughs> Glenn Hoddle used to bang on about Glenn, it all the time I was about to yeah. fucking say that yeah. like, Glenn Hoddle in every single interview he'd always say about three at the back and wing backs and I used to be there and be like mate like I, I don't know what era this is from, like, yeah. and, and but now, as it's as the Premier League's going through its paces, I'm like, yeah, but you have gee. to, you got, <laughs> gee, gee. You but got Glenn to... Hoddle wanted to play. His idea was to play Redknapp, Jamie Redknapp, as a kind of like the, the in the back three as a kind of sweeper, which was completely stupid. But you could see the logic behind it because he positional play and he's got he's got his range of passing. You got have the you got have the playing staff to be able to do it. Mm. Yes. And you don't see many teams that don't have decent technical footballers. Watford tried it last year, didn't they? Watford against Spurs had success. Yeah, mm. they did. They did. But they we did swapped. We that was the, the first game that, where we matched them for it, and, and, and we everyone Chelsea felt that it didn't work to yeah. start with, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember the time when never, well, everyone we were as well. I was. I was talking about how Pochettino struggles when when people play for it at the back, and I think what we were witnessing is a change in uh, a philosophy of English managers when. Of, of an understanding that free at the back, free at the back was a kind of uh, successful or, or attainable way to achieve success. I think Pochettino was actually quite slow in that, in that Watford did it to us, West Ham did it to us, and uh, Conte really kind of really mm-hmm. delivered it. I mean, we lost, we, we struggled against Watford and, and benefited from Son's goal uh, late on against last season. And West Ham played us massively by that three at the back. They understood well, how do you beat uh, how do you beat Pochettino's team mm-hmm. when he plays his standard formation. And three at the back seemed to be a way to negate what was the most popular formation of four four two three one. Now that we're able to match other teams on a three four three, most can't cope with us. No. I mean, you could you could say that that, that it was slow for Poch to do that. But then other other you know the, the the other team you're you're playing could be progressive in doing that because a lot of people aren't doing that and then Poch is like obviously cottoned on. So for, for me, what I take from that is that it's not four four two be or end all. He, he's adapted and he's like seeing that other people are doing that to counteract it, and he's like, okay, tell you what, 
I'm going to do that too, and I'm going to play this position and this and this formation. So he's kind of learnt from his mistakes, whereas other managers would still be. Yeah, no, I'll just play it how I'm going to play it because this is what we do. Part and of not, the and not adapt to it. Yeah, but part um, and part of the reason why it was so evident at Chelsea and why it's got so much attention was the purchase of David Luiz mm-hmm. um, that that came in and ended up with 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 him playing that pivotal role that John Terry's come well, out and, of it. You and, know, and that's, that had success. Yeah, yeah, of course yeah. it does. But what I mean is at the start because it was getting press at the start before they'd even started getting results. Well, I mean they'd started getting results, but it was it was such an obvious. Um, departure from what had been at Arsenal and then David Luiz was such an off-the-wall signing as it seemed at the time um, well, and the success it that Italy had at, uh, during the Euros oh sorry yeah, yeah. and Conte at Juve when he had the back three there as well so he, he understands that completely mm-hmm. mm. he's always been a very as a player he was always relied upon by managers because he understood the game tactically very similar to Pochettino in that style alright um, would you beat a horse to death for 500 quid Benjamin Smith asks Benjamin's the wrong one. How the I've, fuck I've, you, I've, I've known him for like since 2003. <laughs> is he wrong one? Uh, no, he's not. I mean, he, he's a very, very nice man. Uh, it's just that he um, he enjoys the more niche elements of comedy. Uh, so, I, five, like, so, so you got to have to take it. Like, Alex, would you beat a horse to death for a t- five million pounds? No. All right, okay. So, we, Alex is not involved in this conversation. Five mil. I'd. I'd be tempted to beat one of you three to death for five million pounds. You couldn't pounds. do it. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Well, this is the thing: is that can you do it as well? So, five, so someone's give, can't. giving you some money, five hundred quid. There's a fully grown stallion in front of you. Fuck. Would you be as a death for five hundred quid? Right. For, uh, for, for me, five hundred quid. Uh, it wouldn't do anything for me. For it to raise the stakes. Touch the sides. Yeah, five hundred quid. To raise the stakes, that, that you know, the eyes would flicker. What? And what? Like, what? To what level? Six hundred. Two grand. <laughs> I can't believe you're already thinking about it. Look, two look, grand mate, for fuck's sake. Two k on the table. But listen, like, you were saying five mil, whatever. No, no, no. Forget five mil. I'm just because Alex is a vegan and, and he, uh, you know, he has his ethical boundaries. That, I was about to say, I chopped that horse up and ladle it up my ass. Ladle it up my ass. Amazing. It makes me angry that you make me laugh. You can't like ladle anything up Ch- your ass. Yeah, mate. Uh, chopped up horse, you can ladle that up your ass right. for five mil. I would do it. So if you're not considered the fact that you're confronted with a fully grown horse who can kick the shit out of you with a back kick. Well, horses, they're not, they're not aggressive like that. They will be aggressive. they are. Horse won't defend itself. It'll oh, run right. away. It'll run away. It might run it away. No, no, the horse won't turn and attack you. Alex, it'll run away. It doesn't matter if it attacks you, buddy. If you're attacking it and it runs away, you failed. You don't get your money. Well, you got tight. Well, I could, you're in a barn. You are in a stable. It's you two in a stable. There's no no one's going anywhere. No, 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 not stable. It's wherever you, you like. So if. If, if you attack it in a way that means that it runs away, that's your fucking problem, mate. That's not my problem. I'm yeah. just giving you... I said, so if you're running, you'd have no excuses. 500 quid killed a horse with your bare hands, right? You're, you're oh, saying... Bare hands? This is like a fucking... <laughs> what? Yeah, there's no weapons. Hands. If you're going to do it, no skin on skin on skin. Blood. Yeah. Yeah. No one could kill a horse with, no one could kill a horse with a bare Yeah, what are you going to do? Strangle it like with a headlock. Strangle it or punch it to death. Break its, leg, it to death. break its leg and then they have to put it down. How are you going to break well, its leg? What, so there's going to be a team with a tent and a shotgun come out of nowhere well, going, I've done it. Yeah, I think the only way you got to think about it, the only way you could do it is take out its front leg first. So you go so this is move. horrible. You go in, you do a Ross Barkley on its front leg, poof, then it's hobbled. So then, and, and, then, then, and then you'd, have to, you'd have to get on it and then just punch it to death with your stamp. fist. You're going to have to stamp. Stam- it. Whilst it's stamping on your head while you're on the floor after the tackle. 
You can't break. You couldn't break a horse's neck. You die. You would die before the horse even felt what you'd <laughs> the done. The thing is, is what we're saying. And, and I, I, I'm just saying I would do. Here's, here's the monetary value, and are you willing to accept the challenge? Not for the challenge of killing a horse is with your bare hands. It's monumental. It's impossible, almost. Yeah. Yeah, five hundred quid is no. Not, not so, is the answer is no. I need a, I need an implement. I need a weapon. So the answer, the answer isn't no because it's a, another sentient being. Well, that's that's my no, yeah. <laughs> and it's my no. Is it? Just, yeah, I'm right. not sure it is because I, I, I think if you really <laughs> thought, here we go. No, I, I think if you really thought you could take a horse, I, I think for a you mil, might, for I a think mil. you might do it for a mil. I would kill a horse, for my but, but you wouldn't be able to because you know you. I'd find, I'd find but, a way. I'd, find, I'd run, run it down for miles and miles. You, gotta, and miles. Right, you would not be able to run it down I, I fucking li- one mile, let alone miles and miles. I would trap the horse and I'd I, run it down. I have literally had conversations with Flab when we're absolutely belted, and it's literally been like. Like for five hundred quid, he would say knife his mum in the leg. I didn't say for a five hundred quid. I said for a million pound, would you knife your own mum in the leg? <laughs> you're not allowed to tell her. Yeah, he wouldn't tell her that. What that, if you hit an artery? But that's why you get, look, look, you don't get a million pound for free, Alex. <laughs> yeah, but you're there saying are, it as if you got to work if, for Because it. it's just a flesh wound. That's what you're saying. No, I'm you saying away with it. for a million pound, I would take the risk and knife my mum in the leg. Uh, see, I don't think you would, but I would, but I do think that you would try and take down a horse if you gen- if you genuinely felt you could. I would. Ra- I think you'd have a go. Listen, I would rather knife my mum in the leg. Can we than do take a Kickstarter to raise a million pounds? <laughs> yes. So, see, yeah. If you want to knife his mum, look, I have told my mum that I'd jerk her <laughs> if, <laughs> if a million pounds, because I'd be able to pay for her rehabilitation. Not if you hit an artery. If, if I hit an artery, then then I'd kill her and I'd go in Mate. prison. But if I if I nicked her like a tendon. Then I could pay for her to be rehabilitated. What did you say, Rick, to this question? What, when the, you were belted, would you asking? stab your mum for a million pounds? I, I couldn't do it, man. Of course you could. Mm. See, again, I look it in his, his eyes as well, and I think he might give it again. Five hundred k. A million. Five hundred k. A million bills. You would. You would. You would. You would, you would, you would juke your mum. Yeah, I'd have to. I'd have to. I'd have to take yeah, it. Just in a fire. You're not going to nick an artery in this a fire. This is like being in Flav's bedroom. Yeah. Listening yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot of flesh. What about your wife? Would you would you would you stab your wife? Of course, five hundred k, mate. <laughs> fucking ten pounds. Look, what, what, no, no, what, 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 I what, think Donna could. What you're yeah, what you're getting mixed up here? Yeah. What you're getting mixed up on, right? Is is the fact that you can't emotion, ex- emotion. You can't yeah. explain after emotion. the fact that yeah. this is the reason why I did it. You're like going, oh, oh you can't even explain afterwards. You can. Oh, you, you can. can right. Do what you want. So I've, I've nicked my mum in the leg. And I said, Mum, this is why I've done it. If I could get a horse, and she wants the best for me. My mum wants the best for me. I love I love the way it's explained. I've nicked her in the leg. <laughs> just took a little nick. Yeah. There's a seven-inch driver just gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no, a screwdriver's different yeah. from a Stanley knife or something, which would just slide in. A screwdriver's different. Oh, yeah, I'd, just, rather, I'd, rather, just, I'd rather stand for someone with a knife than a screwdriver. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't say, I'm imagine the force for a screwdriver. <laughs> yes, yeah, the stabbing. Sta- yeah. Stabbing's a naughty thing. <laughs> when? I don't know. Okay, so I hope we've answered your question. <laughs> Send more in, Ben. I love you, and I hope you're happy in Australia. Although I'm a little bit annoyed that he's moved out there. It's about time for you to grow up and fucking move back to your home country. They don't like you out there. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Rory Portuous, he says, in a human centipede, who would each member of the crew prefer to be positioned between? Jesus. I thought about this. Well, I thought about it as I well. That, yeah. I thought that last question was the end of the pod. This that, is no, now. No, this is. I, so, I, I, I want to be behind Alex. Jesus, no way. What, yeah, in the, why? Oh, in the pod? I, I thought it was the team. No, in the pod. So I, wow. I'd want to be behind Alex because it would be like straw. 
<laughs> and I can eat straw That's all day. Point. It's like why would? Why did you say like that? As if you wouldn't want to be on my. Because own. I would. I didn't think about it that way. But what were you thinking about? Because well, I, I just thought all the vegetables would make it really kind of like pungent. But I suppose it would have a uh, decent flavour to it at least. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I, I would be. I'd. I. You and Wendy. <laughs> because you're like the. You're. You're both like healthy, clean yeah, and germ. Yeah, no, in fact, the healthy bit. They're like all like you know. I tried to have a bit of his Vaseline and no, finger, and he wouldn't no, let me do no. it. You know, that's, that's, it's health oriented, you know, so it's germ orientated, so he'd be so clean down there. He probably who, waxes that. Who would have the worst bowels? Well. Rick. I mean, we've heard Rick at <laughs> half time. Yeah, but it didn't smell. Yeah, but it's just. just, just of course gas. it smelled. Just gas. I'd be concerned being behind tea or flav. Because mm. I, I think their diet is a little bit. Yeah, so let, 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 me, let me tell you about uh, taking a certain kind of narcotic, <laughs> it doesn't end well on the back end. So I, I wouldn't want anyone. I should be on the back. I should be on the Spooky back. would be when you wouldn't want to be behind with all them kebabs. Oh, the kebabs. Yeah, but he's, 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 lost, he's lost but Yes, but he's going to go back to the kebabs at some point. He can't <laughs> yeah, just... oh, thanks for your belief in him. No, he'll, he'll <laughs> yeah, just manage yeah, yeah, yeah. it. He'll be fine. I, I think I'd go uh, uh, go behind Bardi with his uh, protein. So who's going to be first? Oh, shit, Case as well, man. Oh, Case, yeah. Case. I'll, I'll change my word to Case. He's, he's got a lot of chicken shit. A lot of chicken and pork chops. Lot, yeah, a lot of chicken. I don't know, I don't want to shock you, right, but processing um, meat mm. through the body yeah. isn't, doesn't end up in a great... If they do a chronic irrigation... As well, thinking about it, like, they eat that because it, your body absorbs the protein and it shits out all the worst stuff. Okay, all right, no, let, 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 let me... So, so in order to answer the question, who would be on the front and who would be on the end? I, I, I think Alex should be on the front and he, he doesn't have to take things in his mouth. Or I can take, because you're he's vegetarian, the, I can go in there. He's, he, he's made the ethical decision to... Be a vegan, fine. Be a vegan, and, and I don't I love the way that Flav sticks up with the I, bully and stuff. I don't think he needs to be in the middle. He's, he's paid enough. He's on the, uh, Alex is on the front. Mm. Who's on the end of the human centipede? Spooky. Spooky. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah fuck Spooky. <laughs> All the kebabs you've ever eaten, fuck you. I think that's a great answer. <laughs> And that's it for the end of the Fighting Cop podcast. Thank you very much uh, for bearing with me and the rest of the boys because um, we're drunk and two of them, one of them's running the marathon and, and the other one's vegan. <laughs> um, you can buy T-shirts. Go to thefightingcop.co.uk forward slash t-shirt buy the t-shirts we're going to yeah. get next t-shirt we're getting is all of us in a human centipede on the t-shirt yeah that'd be great that would be good yeah. <laughs> is that, do you reckon there's nope. any illustrators out there that could like could, in a circle like, you know like the 12 monkeys <laughs> yeah. 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 don't circle like if that if there's any illustrators <laughs> that would like to in, draw the members of the fighting cock in a human centipede <laughs> <don't they>? <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> it's something I'd, I'd love to see oh my god that'd be a bit that the logo <laughs> Barry can do that surely yeah uh, no I don't know maybe he could but yeah. if, if, there's, if there's anyone out there wants to give it a go even if you're shit at drawing <laughs> <laughs> tweet us your drawings mate, mate, tweet us your drawings that'd be fucking rude yeah. <sighs> alright see you next week bye bye, bye. Everybody wanna come and run it, find it funny like a dummy in the bummy of your mummy. Fighting 
in cock and we don't give a shit Everybody knows flat baits a prick Pick you get sticky in the mini sucking willy When you're getting grilly, yeah, you gotta bang the milli Bang, bang Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more. And Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.